Welcome to Corrod Core from Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Wadsworth, Ohio, with Father Patrick Schultz and Chris Serger, where we share heart to heart on topics of faith, culture, and life in the church. Perfect. Out. So, Father, uh, we thought we would do a quick uh, preview, uh, bonus episode of Corrod Core. Bonus, our first bonus first, episode. First bonus episode. Um, you are going to be preaching our three-day Lenten retreat, which here at Sacred Heart, it's March 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, 7 p.m. in the yeah, church. Yeah, yeah. We're going to live stream this. Yes. This is the first time. I've been here 11 years. Uh, to my knowledge, we've never had our own priest preach okay. for really? us. I Yeah. I'm positive of that. I guess that makes sense. We've had yeah, locals, so, right? Yeah. Your, your buddy Father Damien's been here before. Mm-hmm. He quoted Springsteen, which was awesome. Um, and Flannery O'Connor, like basically two of the greatest Americans from the 20th century. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, but uh, you are you have chosen uh, this theme of beauty. Which yeah. I love the idea of doing something that's. First of all, it opens up the door that like talking about faith is bigger than just like here are rules and here's deep theology right, and right. we're going to study the Bible. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those things. Right. Right. But there are these elements like God's the creator of everything. He is the creator and author of beauty. And so uh, tell me a little bit more, like, where did you come up with this idea? Maybe there were some previews of some of the things you wanted yeah, to Yeah, sure. The, um, so uh, I've never read Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoyevsky, but the, the quote that um, you'll see on the poster, I'm sure you've heard it, you've maybe not known where it was from, but beauty will save the world. Um it's, I think it gets taken out of context very often, you know, just like pretty things mm-hmm. make life better. Um, but that's not what he's getting at, right? The Ultimately, God who is not just beautiful, but he is beauty itself, capital B, beauty. Um, God, uh, when beauty entered into space and time in the flesh of Jesus, um, beauty was most manifested in the goriest, ugliest, worst thing imaginable. Like Peter Crave once said, Dr. Peter Crave said that the ugliest movie of all time is simultaneously the most beautiful movie of all time. The Passion of the Christ. That there's nothing more beautiful um, than love. And there's nothing more beautiful, therefore, than the the crucified Christ. He's, he's, he's the beautiful one. That his multiplication of the loaves, his raising Jairus' daughter, his walking on water, all of those things were incredible and beautiful. Um, his sermons, his homilies, his preaching, his healing, all of it, beautiful. But it wasn't until he was like wrenched open in agonizing pain, nailed to a Roman instrument of torture because he loves us and doesn't want to see us separated from his heart forever. That like that beauty saves the world. Um, I, I've been convicted for a long time. You know, I think in philosophy we talk about uh, the the great transcendentals, right? You've got um, truth, you've got goodness, you got beauty, um, and I think different people are drawn by different things. You know, and certainly at different seasons of people's lives, um, there was a, a a period of time when I was a senior in college when I was studying philosophy at a real deep level where it was just for me everything was truth. But as I look back, it was also like the beauty of the truth. Like beauty has always been this like this sort of um, underlying base note that's always been there for me. Uh, I've had different moments where like working with the poor, just so attracted to the goodness of people in their ministry and the goodness of souls, the goodness of hearts. 
that this faith, it just makes like, it makes us good. Not just like well-behaved, but we actually become good by uh, like being with Christ and listening to the Lord and listening to the scriptures and, and living the sacramental life. Uh, but in recent years, it for me, it has just been over and over again, um, beauty that, and learning more and more, more and more about, um, I guess what it is we actually mean when we talk about an encounter, right? This word encounter has become the real big Catholic buzzword, especially since Pope Francis. Um, want to have a culture of encounter? Want to have missionaries of encounter? All these things. Like, what does that actually mean, though? Like, I know what it means to encounter you. I know what it mm-hmm. means to encounter a tree outside. I know what it means to encounter another person. What does it mean? To, to, for me to encounter God or for God to encounter me. Like, that's got to be different, right, than like me encountering a person on the street or me encountering, you know, uh, a $5 bill on the sidewalk. Um, I remember praying one time thinking about uh, the disciples on the road to Emmaus and um, how it's just, it's, it's such a paradigm of how Jesus relates to us fallen, blinded sinners walking in the wrong direction, that he joins them, he's walking with them, and he's doing something to their hearts. As they're walking, they're having this experience where something is happening to them, something's being awoken in them, they're being pierced by something, as they say, were not our hearts burning as he talked with us and walked on the road? Like the, I've had that experience You've had that experience. Every one of us has had that that kind of experience where we're like, we're going along, we're living life, and then then like we catch sight of something, or we hear something, or we see something, or we 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 encounter something, mm-hmm. and something b- 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 bubbles up in our heart where it's like there's life, and then there's like there's life. There's moments where you want to like take the remote control of life and say, I want to freeze this moment. I wish this could last forever. Like, obviously, I don't have any kids of my own. I've got, like, godchildren and friends who, who've let me into their family's lives. And, um, like, my good friends, Mark and Lauren, they, they've got uh, um, six kids and number seven's on the way. And um, my goddaughter, Rose, and her twin, Lily, like, they're in second grade uh, this year, making their first communion. And I remember moments, um, you know, when they're just, they're, they were, like, little itty-bitty babies and, like, sitting in these rocking chairs in their, in their, um, dining room, got both twins up on my chest, these tiny little babies, and just so overwhelmed by how good this moment was, how beautiful this moment was, that there's something that pierced my heart and something in my heart says, I wish this could be forever. Mm. I think every parent's felt that like moments that you wish, like, I wish this could be forever. Um, I've had these moments where like my room here in the rectory is, is West facing. So I get these unbelievable, beautiful sunset views. We get those in Wadsworth. Oh my gosh. Do we get those in Wadsworth? And I've had moments where like, I've just like moaned at the beauty. Like, and I've had this insane thought that says, I wish I could eat that. Mm -hmm. Like, like a day like today, we're recording this, right? It was so like perfect like it felt like the first kind of spring day um, where like, I wish, I wish I could have like a cologne of whatever this is in the air. I wish it could be in me. I want to be part of this beauty. So like, here's, here's the, here's the thing, right? Like those are insane thoughts, right? Those are insane thoughts. If, and only if 
it's not pointing me to something um, that's actually true, right? Like, this is the crazy thing, that our hearts are not actually stupid or wrong <laughs> for, does, like, I want, I want lilac blossoms that never wilt. I want meals that go on forever. I want nights around bonfires that don't end. I want, like, my goddaughters to stay babies sitting on my chest. I want crystal clear lakes to never be troubled by a single ripple. Like, what is that in me that bubbles up in that longing? It's, that's how capital B beauty is wooing me. Like, that's how the Trinity is drawing me to sing and dance and rest forever in, in beauty for eternity. And I, I don't think, no one ever taught me that. No one ever teaches us these things that, like, like God is so much bigger than the hour that we give him on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you come to this mission, it, it'll be a profound invitation to, like, to suddenly wake up and realize how God is personally wooing you and like romancing you through the things that make your heart burn. Um, and when, when we start to see that it, it, we have to, we have to rethink the entire story of salvation. Like what does it mean for that God to be coming after me? Um, like salvation, the salvation history is not just simply God saying, all right, I got to come and clean up your mess. Like, uh, I gotta, I gotta pull you out of the dungeon. Like, no, Jesus's deepest identity is a bridegroom. Like he's the infinite logos, the one our hearts are looking for who came in search of our hearts. Like that's the actual story. That's what, that's the crazy, absurd, good news of Christianity. So if our hearts aren't awakened, we won't actually know the story. And if we don't actually know the story, we don't actually know what we're doing when we pray or when we come to mass. It like, Prayer is not simply sitting in front of the genie, putting in enough like hours to like be worthy of the little trinket that you want from the vending machine. Prayer is learning how to be vulnerable before this one who is so hungry for your heart. Um, prayer is so deeply relational. And prayer is something that's so um, not intuitive like the guys who are walking with Jesus, they didn't pick it up by watching him. They had to ask, can you teach us how to pray? If that was the experience of the guys who were walking with the God made man, how much more so has it got to be our experience to have the humility to say, like, I don't actually know how to pray. How do, how do I actually pray? That's, that's the three nights. That's the mission overwhelmed by beauty the beauty of our hearts, our desires, the story, and prayer. Well, we have no doubt it will be awesome. So again, uh, March 21st through the 23rd, 7 p.m., it will be live in the church. Come one, come all. And we'll also stream it on our website and through our our Facebook page as well. And uh, we are excited. It's going to be awesome. I'm thrilled, too. It's the first, it's my first parish mission. I've never given a parish mission before. I'm just so excited that I get to give it here. Yeah. Well, we are, too. Yeah. All right, Father. We'll see you then. Peace. Bye.